Tonight, news from San Diego Comic-Con, plus we have lots of people to remember, plus a lot more on this jam-packed edition of Multiverse. Tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. Here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the uh, episode 169 of Multiverse Tonight, the podcast about all your geek multiverses. I'm Chris, your host, uh, Thomas Townley. Uh, we have a ton of news coming out. We have very little, little news around here. Uh, we got some windows installed in the past couple of weeks. I'm going to be moving uh, this desk into uh, the front bedroom which will become my new office so uh, the next episode if you're if you ever watched the video the video will look different because i plan on having a completely different backdrop basically it's going to be all my autograph collection behind me so uh, we have that to look forward to but since we have a lot of news uh, let's go right into the marvel news and we start Marvel News today with the complete list of movies and TV shows that will appear in Phase 5 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, first off, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania dropped on February 17th, 2023, followed by Secret Invasion on Disney Plus that spring. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will drop on May 5th, 2023, followed by, and following that will be Marvel's Echo on Disney Plus, Loki Season 2 on Disney Plus, the Marvels on July 28th, 2023, Ironheart on Disney Plus in the fall of 2023, Blade on November 3rd, 2023, Agatha, Coven of Chaos on Disney Plus in winter 2023-24, Daredevil, Born Again in spring of 2024, Captain America, New World Order on May 3rd, 2024, and Thunderbolts on July 26th, 2024. Now, uh, they did show off the she, the new She-Hulk Attorney at Law, Attorney at Law uh, trailer. Man, that show looks so good. They also talked about the Secret Invasion with Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn reprising their roles as Nick Fury and Talos, which will again come to Disney Plus next spring. Now, this crossover event series showcases a faction of shape-shifting scrolls who have been infiltrating Earth for years. Ant-Man the Wasp Quantum Mania will arrive in theaters on February 17th, 2023, when Modoc will be the main villain for that movie. Uh, well, you know, he gets a step up from that Hulu TV series, which was which was alright. It was cute. That was about it. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania will arrive in theaters on February se- uh, whoops, excuse, I've said that. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Third Volume 3 comes out on May 5th of 2023. The movie will see the Guardians face off with the High Evolutionary, played by Chuck Woody Wooshy, and and it will deal with Star-Lord still reeling from the events of Avengers Endgame, considering that the love of his life, Gamora, doesn't know who he is anymore, and will also see the origin of Rocket Raccoon. 
Volume 3, we'll see the return of Chris Press, Star-Lord, Zoe Saldana as Gamora, Dave Bautista as Drax, Vin Diesel as Groot, Beverly, uh, Bradley Cooper as Rocket, Karen Gillian as Nebula, Sean Gunn as Kraglin, and Palm Clemtief as Mantis. I'll always see some new faces joining the cast. Uh, Borat breakout star Maria Bakalov, 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 will play Cosmo the Space Dog, while Adam Poulter will star as the all-gold Adam Warlock. Now, uh, to move on, Black Panther Wakanda Forever also saw a new trailer uh, featuring Queen Ramonda, Shuri, Mabaku, Okaya, and Adora Milaje fighting to protect her nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King Chala's death. As Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with the help of war dog Nakia and Everett Ross and forge a new path for the kingdom of Wakanda. The trailer also gave us the first look at Namor. The follow-up to Hawkeye, Echo, will stream on Disney Plus next summer, and Loki Season 2 will also arrive next summer as well. Now Mahershala Ali's turn as Blade will arrive in theaters on November 3rd, 2023, and Ironheart, a.k.a. Ruri Williams, will also make an appearance in Black Panther Wakanda Forever before getting her own Disney Plus series. The uh, And there's a lot more. Daredevil will be back in Daredevil Born Again. He's also going to show up in uh, She-Hulk as well according to the trailer. Uh, Charlie Cox and Vincent Nafra will be back for Daredevil Born Again, which will be out on spring of 2024. Sam Wilson will be Captain is Captain America in Captain America New World Order, which will arrive on May 3rd, 2024. And we will meet a new Fantastic Four and start Phase 6 in a theater near you on November 8th, 2024. The good news is that we won't have to sit through them getting their powers again, as Kevin Feige told The Hollywood Reporter, quote, a lot of people know this origin story. A lot of people know the basics. How do we take that and bring something to that to them we've never seen before? We set a very high, high bar for ourselves with bringing that to the screen. Well, you know, I I, th- I think we've seen we, we we get the gist. All they really need to do is show us like a brief, you know, previously on Fantastic Four kind of montage of how they got their powers. That's it. We don't need to. Have the whole, oh, we, we are going to lose our funding if we don't do it now, so let's break that barrier, and, you know, we, we've seen it. And we'll wrap up the multiversal chaos with two new Avengers films, Avengers The King Dynasty on May 2nd, 2025, and Avengers Secret Wars on November 7th, 2025. Now, we've also le- since learned that via The Hollywood Reporter that The King Dynasty will be directed by Shang-Chi director De- Destin Daniel Cretton, now, Creton is already well, uh, well a part of the Marvel family film universe. In addition to directing Shang-Chi, which made $432 million worldwide, he has an overall deal with Marvel that he signed in the wake of Shang-Chi's success. As part of that, he is developing with Andrew Guest, a, a, who is a writer-producer on comedies such as Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Community, a live-action series featuring Wonder Man that he'll be executive producing and possibly directing an episode or, or two. He also has the Shang-Chi sequel in the works. Now, Phase 7 will kick off in 2026. Disney noted three dates that they've blocked out. February 13th, May 1st, and July 24th, and November 6th. I know, that's four dates, but no movies have been announced for any of those dates. So, uh, put your speculation here. Now, let's go on to the DC news from San Diego Comic-Con. DC's San Diego News 
saw a trailer for the new Black Adam movie being shown off. The Justice Society, Amanda Waller and Dwayne The Rock Johnson showed up and talked about giving the DCU a new start with the Justice Society. The sequel to Shazam, Shazam Fear of the Gods, was also showcased, and we got a good look at Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu as the villains. It'll be out this December. All other movie projects got no news, none. No update for The Flash, the next Batman movie, Batgirl, Static Shock, nothing. All quiet. I guess the execs at the new combined company are too busy, you know, cutting the fat, so to speak, to uh, put anything together for San Diego Comic-Con other than that. However, we did get some news that Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom will see the return of Ben Affleck's Batman. Momoa revealed the news on Instagram this past Thursday after fans on a Warner Brothers bus tour apparently caught wind that Affleck was there filming with him. Affleck Affleck previously announced his retirement as Batman in 2019 and has been open about personal and, pro- and professional strife that came with the role. So it came as a surprise, two years later, when it was revealed that Affleck was suing up once more for The Flash, the and which is apparently still due out in, July, in June 23rd, 2023, and was also set to feature Michael Keaton as Batman. So you know, that's uh, an interesting story. Now, it's also assumed that this would be Affleck's final time in the role, as he is now poised to return earlier with Lost Kingdom arriving March 17th, 2023. So, if you didn't like Keaton's take, uh, or or if you didn't like Affleck's take on Batman, sorry, you're going to get two more shots at him. And that ends the DC news this time. Let's go on with some good old-fashioned Star Trek news. And Star Trek news sets off with San Diego seeing the teaser for Picard Season 3 and the look at the aged cast of The Next Generation. Now, apparently, this will be kind of like a heist movie, with each member being rounded up for the big payoff at the end of the season. Alex Kurtzman teased that the villain of Picard Season 3, saying that it's a she, and that they took core inspiration from Wrath of Khan and Captain Kirk's head game match with Khan. Kurtzman says that the story arc gave him goosebumps, and still does, but that will ultimately tell the final story of these characters that feels like returning home. They also revealed that there will be multiple Enterprises seen this season, and we learned that Seven of Nine is now a commander in Starfleet. Well, it's about time. The uh, Lower Decks showcased the trailer for the upcoming uh, third season, which is full of references to The Search for Spock. Now, this ended with a great big cameo from none other than the Deep Space Nine station. Show EP Mike McMahon confirms that the season of Lower Decks will dedicate one full episode to a swan song for Deep Space Nine. It also was announced that Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds will have a crossover in Strange New Worlds' second season. So, you know, get your minds reeling on that. IDW is proud to announce a bold new direction Star Trek comics beginning with a brand new flagship ongoing series that goes where no one has gone before. Debuting in October 2022, Star Trek number 1 features art by Raymond Rosanos and scripts by Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing, the creative team behind Star Trek Year 5. Star Trek number 1 weaves an epic and unprecedented adventure story that spans the far reaches of the Star Trek multiverse, bringing together characters from across the galaxy in all eras and variations of the beloved franchise, who must band together to prevent the mysterious murder of the gods. 
It's Stardate 2378, and Benjamin Sisko has finally returned from the Bjorn wormhole omnipotent. But his godhead is failing with every minute. Sent by the prophets on mission to the deepest parts of space aboard the USS Theseus, he witnesses the unthinkable. Someone is killing the gods, and only Sisko and his motley crew of Starfleet members from every era of Trek can stop them. Star Trek number one will be available in October with eight variant covers for fans and retailers to enjoy, including cover A by series artist Ramon Rosanas, cover B by Declan Shalevi, cover C by David Aja, cover D by Rachel Slot, and a sketch cover E, as well as three additional retailer incentive covers by Rosanos and Francesco Frenvilla. Fans will also be allowed to re- read as Star Trek number one prelude story from Rosanos, Kelly, and Lansing in September's highly anticipated Star Trek number 400, a monumental anthology issue. Let's go on to the Star Wars news. And San Diego Comic-Con's Star, Tr- Star Wars news was, well, short. You know, they, they kind of saved those announcements for their own Disney and Star Wars cons. So, but there was a little bit of news. Um, Hasbro revealed some of the new toys and action figures. There'll be uh, Star Wars, the Black Series, Darth Vader Force FX Elite lightsaber coming out this fall. As well as Star Wars, the Vintage Collection, Cal Kestis. Uh, Star Wars The Black Series Gaming Greats KX Security Droid, Star Wars The Galaxy Series Gaming Greats B1 Battle Droid, a Black Series Grogu, a Black Series Midge, M- M- Migs Mayfield, a Black Series H- 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 HK87, a Black Series Luke Skywalker Imperial Light Cruiser, the Vintage Collection Boba Fett's Ship, and the fall of 2022 you'll get... The Black Series Clone Trooper Halloween Edition, Black Series Wookiee Halloween Edition, the Black Series Credit Collection Dark Trooper, the Black Series Credit Collection Tusken Raider, the Mandalorian on Tatooine, Bo-Katan Crazy, uh, and Ahsoka Tano. And in spring of 2023, you'll get a Black Series Credit Collection Boba Fett and Tusken Outfit, the Black Series X-Wolves, the Vintage Collection Clatoon Raider, and the Retro Collection A New Hope Collectible Multi-Pack. Also, uh, we got news on the upcoming free-to-play video game Star Wars Hunters has been delayed. Developer Zynga and Lucasfilm Games has announced that instead of releasing this year for the Nintendo Switch as well as iOS and Android mobile devices, Star Wars Hunters is now set to release in 2023. Star Wars Hunters is nobly set after the fall of the Galactic Empire, bringing it somewhere after Return of Jedi in the timeline. Players will fight it out in arenas on teams featuring all sorts of Star Wars characters, but all of the revealed characters thus far, like the Dark Side Warrior Reeve, Arntal, the Mandalorian, Graz, the Wookiee, and more, appear to be original to the video game. And with that, let's hit that good old-fashioned Geek News. And Geek News begins with some Funko Announcing at San Diego Comic-Con that it's teaming up with 1010 Games to make a triple-A video game. Andrew Perlmutter, CEO of Funko, said as part of the announcement, quote, Creating iconic products that mostly connect fans to their favorite fandoms is critical to each product portfolio decision. By partnering with 1010 Games and utilizing the best creators in the business, we have the talent to deliver games that reflect Funko's unique look and feel across its lines and varied products. Unquote. Now, the game is set to come out next year, but no date or possible consoles have been announced. 
or uh, I guess, you know, I guess the other thing there is, you know, what licenses have been approved for use in the game. You know, the Simpsons will have two Treehouse of Horror episodes this year. EP Matt Selman told Entertainment Weekly, quote, you'll get one regular, fantastic, scary, terrifying, chilling Treehouse of Horror, Trilogy of Terror extra, extra, Extremaganza. And, but uh, we're also doing a single chilling story in the same Halloween universe of murder, mayhem, and blood, and being scared and human frailty and all that stuff, unquote. Now, this bonus episode will just focus on a single story, which will be a parody of Stephen King's It, with Krusty playing the Pennywise part. The episode, entitled Not It, will, quote, take advantage of the past and present, unquote, referencing the first movie's focus on the kids and the sequel's focus on the grown-ups. As for the traditional Treehouse of Horror episode, number number 33, one segment will pay tribute to the anime classic Death Note. In other news from the show's Comic-Con panel, Melissa McCarthy will guest star in an upcoming episode as the quirky, silly son of Grandpa's girlfriend, making him Homer's stepbrother and a rival for Grandpa's attention. It was previously previously revealed that Kerry Washington will also be joining the show as Bart's new teacher. Season 34 of The Simpsons debuts September 25th on Fox. At the Teen Wolf panel, it was announced that Sarah Michelle Gellar will play a lead role in the upcoming offshoot series Wolfpack. The main reason for the panel, however, was the Teen Wolf movie that is coming to Paramount+. All three seasons of The Orville will now also be available on Disney+, Plus starting August 10th. The announcement was made at the show's San Diego Comic-Con panel, and while it wasn't the season four news that everyone had hoped for, come on, guys, we, we just want to know, are you making a season four? It was good news that perhaps they're testing the waters to see if, you know, if they move it to Disney Plus, will they get even more? You know, and maybe maybe that'll justify a season four. Come on, season four. I didn't win the lottery, so you're going to have to do it. Stanley's estate is one step closer to clearing up a very messy legal battle involving accusations of exploitation and elder abuse by the comic book legends in her circle with the settlement of a lawsuit against Lee's former business manager, Gerardo Jerry Olivares. Now, according to a court document filed uh, this past Monday, Lee's estate moved to dismiss charges against Olivares. Terms of the deal weren't disclosed. The settlement doesn't include claims against Lee's former attorney, UV Latvik. The four-year legal saga, which was sparked by an a, a investigation by The Hollywood Reporter, detailed accusations of elder abuse revolving around an ugly battle over Lee's estate that includes his daughter, J.C., and people who allegedly manipulated her in efforts to exploit her famous father. Now, Lee accused J.C., his only child and heir to his estate, of verbally abusing him. The Hollywood Reporter reports that J.C.'s outburst turned physical at some point in conflicts over money. Weird, the Al Yankovic story starring Daniel Radcliffe as Master of Parodies will premiere exclusively on the Roku channel on Friday, November 4th, 2022. The movie, which was co-written by Al and Eric Appel, also stars Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna, Quinta Brunson as Oprah Winfrey, Toby Huss and Julianne Nicholson as Yankovic's parents, and Rain Wilson as Dr. Mento. Yeah, I... Still don't know what to make of that. Jessica Jones star Kristen Ritter is joining the cast of the Orphan Black spinoff, Orphan Black Echoes. 
AMC announced that Ritter has joined the cast as well as assuming an executive producer role on the show. Now, Echoes takes place in the near future. The project slated to drop sometime next year, next, next year, and quote, will quote, follow a group of women as they weave their way into each other's lives and embark on a thrilling journey unraveling the mystery of their identity and uncovering a rich, a wrenching story of love and betrayal, unquote. Now, Ritter will step into the character of Lucy, a woman with an unimaginable origin story, trying to find her place in the world. The potato headline is turning 70 this year, and folks at the Hasbro are celebrating with a brand new Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head figures, celebrating, quote, celebrating 70 years of Potato Head toys with Yama and Yampa. These 70-year young versions of the classic Mrs. Potato Head and Mr. Potato Head are the hippest spuds in town. This 24-piece set sports two large potato bodies, two bases, and 20 Grand Tater accessories to mix and mash. The whole family will love using their imaginations to build wacky potato pals. Accessories are compatible with most potato head toys, each sold separately, subject to availability. With so many tots abilities, it's no wonder potato head has been a family favorite for 70 years. Unquote. Yep. Yeah, I still have uh, the uh, Darth, uh, Darth Vader, Mister Potato Head. If anyone wants to make make me an offer on the original Darth Vader Potato Head, uh, just uh, send over to Multiverse Tonight at multiversetonight.com. I'll entertain any offers. Uh, Rick and Morty's sixth season will premiere on September fourth, finally. And uh, this this news kind of caught me like what. AMC is working on a reboot of Max Headroom, the character played by Matt Frewer back in the 80s. Now, Matt Frewer will be reprising his role with Christopher Cantwell writing an adaptation and show running the show with Elijah Wood and Daniel Noah's SpectreVision and all three media producing. Now, Max Headroom, for those of you who are young, uh, first appeared in the 1985 British cyberpunk TV movie, Max Headroom, 20 Minutes Into the Future, and became an instant pop culture phenomenon and went on to host a music video show, star in ads for New Coke, appear on the cover of Newsweek, and headline his own primetime series, Max Headroom, which aired for two seasons on ABC in 1987-88. The production of the fourth and final season of Snowpiercer, the apocalyptic ice earth train show, has been suspended due to soaring temperatures that led to multiple cases of heat exhaustion. One crew member told Deadline that as many as 14 people, including background actors and crew members, were transported via ambulance to local hospitals. Now, temperatures hit the mid-90s on the drama's outdoor set this past Thursday in southwest British Columbia. Since the drama takes place in a new ice age, actors were required to wear heavy winter clothing. It's going to be hard to make any show that you know has to have the actors in parkas you know it's just going to be nigh impossible and uh, we began a string of sad news so you know actress pat carroll has passed away now pat would be best known to my generation for voicing ursula in disney's the little mermaid carroll was born in may of 1927 her family moved to Los Angeles when she was five years old, and she, st- and she soon started acting. She got her first big role in the 1948 movie Hometown Girl. Other movies she acted in in her career include with Sixty Good Egg Roll and Nancy Drew, and she also did voice work in My Neighbor Totoro, 
The Little Mermaid, The Little Mermaid 2, Mickey's House of Villains, and TV shows like Make Room for Daddy, The Steve Allen Show, The Carol Burnett Show, Laverne and Shirley, The Love Boat, She's a Sheriff, ER, and did voice work on cartoons like Pound Puppies, Foo Fur, a Garfield Christmas, Superman, the animated series, a pup named Scooby-Doo, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, Disney's House of Mouse, and voiced Ursula for all of the Kingdom Hearts video games. Carol died of pneumonia at her home in Cape Cod on July 30th. She was 95 years old. Actress Mary Alice has passed away. The Tony and Emmy Award winning actress appeared as the Oracle in the third Matrix film, Revolutions. Now in 1990, uh, Alice played Nurse Margaret uh, opposite Robin Williams and Robert De Niro in Awakenings, which was directed by Penny Marshall. And also played the family matriarch dealing with a disruptive guest, Danny Glover, in Charles Burnett's To Sleep With Anger. She also played a woman whose son was struck by a car in the South Bronx and Brian De Palma's The Bonfire of the Vanities. The one-time Chicago school teacher received back-to-back Emmy nominations in 92 and 93, winning in the second year for her supporting turn as Margaret Peck, whose child is murdered on the Atlanta set NBC legal drama All Fly Away, which starred Sam Watterson and Regina Taylor. She also played dorm director Letty Bostick on the first two seasons of NBC's A Different World and the mother of Oprah Winfrey's Maddie Michael in the 1990 ABC miniseries The Women of Brewster Place. She also played uh, the mother of Harold Pernod's, uh, Harold Pernod Jr.'s Augustus Hill on, in 2002 on HBO's Oz. In the cult fan cult favorite Sparkle in 1976, the Harlem Rags to Riches story inspired by the Supremes, Alice was, the mem- was memorable as Effie, the single mom raising daughters played by Irene Cara, Lynette McKee, and Don, M- and Don Smith. And her final role, and in her final role, Whitney Houston played the character in the 2012 reboot. After Gloria Foster, who played the Oracle, who portrayed the Oracle in the first two movies, died in 2001, Alice stepped in has to lead the, la- the way to enlightenment in the Matrix Revolutions. To explain the change of an appearance, they noted that the Oracle's outer shell had been destroyed by the criminal program known as the Merovingian. The distinguished Alice also received her Tony for Best Featured Actress in a play for her 1987 turn as Rose, wife of James Earl Jones Troy and mother of Courtney B. Vance's Corey, in August Wilson's Pulitzer Prize-winning Fences. In 2000, she was inducted into the American Theatre Hall of Fame, and her final on-screen credit came with the 2005 episode of the rebooted Kojak starring Ving Rhames. Alice died in her home in New York City on Wednesday. Mary Alice was 85 years old. Jared Barkley, a longtime stage and screen actor who found a second career as a TV voiceover artist for series including The Smurfs and Transformers, has passed away. His screen career began in the 1950s, including an unbilled role as a freaked-out junkie cellmate of Frank Sinatra in 1955's The Man with the Golden Arm. He also guested on TV's Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Cheyenne, The Great Ghost, and others before appearing in the 1958 Roger Corman sci-fi pick War of the Satellites. In the early 1980s, he began a new career as a voice actor for anime TV series, including Trollkins, The Little Rascals, Richie Rich, Pole Position, and Foofer. He also voiced roles on Smurfs and played Cerebros and other characters in more than a half dozen episodes of the 1984-87 series, The Transformers. He also did voice work on the series Paddington Bear. His longtime friend, Meyer Turley, said Barkley died June, July 23rd of MDS leukemia in Northern Hollywood, California. Jared Barkley was 91 years old. After David Warner's passed away, Warner 
was born on July 29th, 1941, and attended the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in 1962. He, and, in, and in 1962, joined the Royal Shakespeare Company. In 1966, he jumped from the stage to the silver screen in the lead role of Morgan, a suitable case for treatment for which he was nominated for the BAFTA Award. He came to prominence to America, not American audiences in 1976 with a role in The Omen, he also, play, in 1979, played Jack the Ripper in the sci-fi film Time After Time and portrayed evil in Time Bandits, the villain in Thor, the villain, villain Tron, Ambassador Talbot in Star Trek V, had a role in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Secret of the Ooze, played Klingon Counselor Gorakon in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, played the villain and the master in the MST3K Rift movie Quest of the Delta Knights, plus he's been in Titanic. Scream 2, The Last Leprechaun, Wing Commander, 2001's Plan of the Apes, Avatar, and dozens of other movies. His last movie role was Admiral Boom in 2018's Mary Poppins Returns. He also appeared on TV acting in episodes of Heart to Heart, Remington Steel, Murder, She Wrote, Twin Peaks, the role of Gaul Madrid in the two-part episode Chain of Command on Star Trek The Next Generation, Captain Planet and Planeteers, Batman's nemesis Rish Al Ghul in Batman the Animated Series, Dinosaurs, Wild Palms, Murder, She Wrote, The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, Babylon 5, Spider-Man, The Animated Series, Iron Man, Gargoyles, Freakazoid, Men in Black, The Series, Doctor Who, and dozens more. His last role was the voice of the Loeb on a 2020 episode of Teen Titans Go. David Warner passed away after a long battle with lung cancer on July 24th, 2022. He was 80 years old. Bernard Cribbins, the English actor best known for his turn as, Do- as Donna's grandpa Wilfred Mott on Doctor Who, has passed away. After serving in World War II as a member of the Airborne Infantry, he started acting and made his first role in a theater production in 1956. After that, he moved on to movies and television. His first tryst with Doctor Who was with the non-canon Doctor Who movie Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD as Tom Campbell. He also, narr- he also appeared in the Bond spoof Casino Royale, and on TV, he narrated the stop-motion show The Womblies, appeared in an episode of Faulty Towers, as well as episodes of Space 1999 and Coronation Street. In 2009, Cribbins was, was honored for his work in children's television with a special award at the British Academy Children's Award that was presented by former co-star Catherine Tate, who portrayed his character's daughter, granddaughter in Doctor Who. He was appointed officer of the Order of the British Empire in at the 2011 Birthday Honors for Services to Drama, and received an, an order of the British Empire from the Princess Royal and Investiture at Waterloo Chamber at Windsor Castle on July on November 3rd, 2011. In 2014, he was awarded the J.M. Berry Award for his lasting contribution to children's arts. Bernard Cribbins passed away on July 27th. He was 93 years old. Tony Dow, best known for his role as Wally Cleaver on Leave It to Beaver, has gone to the great sitcom in the sky. Tony was born in Hollywood, the son of a stunt woman and a designer and contractor, and a kid has a kid trained to be a swimmer. Dow's big break was Leave It to Beaver, playing opposite Jerry Mathers as the Beaver's older brother. After Beaver, Tony, Tony Dow appeared on other television shows, including My Three Sons, Dr. Kildare, The Greatest Show on Earth, Never Too Young, and five episodes of Mr. Novak in three different roles. From 1965 to 1968, he served in the U.S. National Guard, interrupting his acting career, and on, return, on a return to acting, he guest starred on television shows like Adam 12, Love American Style, Knight Riders, Square Pigs, The Mod Squad, The Hardy Boys, and Emergency. 
During the 1970s, he worked construction and studied filmmaking and journalism, and also appeared in the Kentucky Fried movie. From 1983 to 1989, he would reprise the role of Wally for a TV reunion movie and a sequel series, The New Leave It to Beaver. He would soon move on to directing, directing episodes of The New Lassie, Get a Life, Harry and the Hendersons, Coach, Babylon 5, and Star Trek, Deep Space Nine. Dow also served as visual effects supervisor for Babylon 5 and provided visual effects for the Fox television movie, Doctor Who. Tony was also an artist sculpting bronze sculptures. In December of 2008, Dow was chosen to be one of three sculptors to be shown at the Societa Nationale des Beaux Arts exhibition located at the Carousel du Louvre in Paris, France. Tony was married twice, had one child from, a pre, from his first marriage this past May. Dow was uh, diagnosed with liver cancer and was put on hospice care. He passed away on July 27th. Tony Dow was 77 years old. Paul Servino has passed away. Paul Servino was known mostly for playing gangsters and lawmen. Born in Brooklyn, Servino began his career in an advertising agency and took voice lessons for 18 years. After attending the American Music and Dramatic Academy, he decided to go into theater and made his Broadway debut in the 1964 musical Bajour. Six years later, he would make the move into film with Carl Reiner's Where's Papa? His many films include The Panic in Needle Park, A Touch of Class, The Gambler, Oh God, Red's Turk 182, the role of Lips Manless in Dick Tracy, the role of Paul Sierro in Goodfellows, The Rocketeer, The Firm. In Nixon, he would play Henry Kissinger, for which he was nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award, Romeo plus Juliet, Bullworth, Hey Arnold the Movie, Mr. 3000, and dozens of other movies. His final movie role was in 2021's The Birthday Cake. He also had plenty of TV roles, including The Streets of San Francisco, Moonlighting, Murder, She Wrote, Law and Order as Sergeant Phil Coretta, an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation playing Worf's brother Nikolai Roshenko, Duckman, That's Life, and many others. His final role was in Godfather of Harlem in 2021. He was married three times and has three children, including actress Mira Servino and actor Michael Servino. Sir, Mr. Servino died on July 25th. Paul Servino was 83 years old. And sadly, Nichelle Nichols has passed away. Nichelle was born Grace Dell Nichols on December 28, 1932, and is best known for her role of Nyota Uhura on the original Star Trek series. Now, she started her acting career on the stage in 1961 and modeled for magazines and toured as a singer with Duke Ellington and Lionel Hampton's bands. When she got to Hollywood in 1964, she was cast as a, guest, as, as a guest star in an episode of Lieutenant, which got her the attention of TV producer Gene Ronbury, who would hire her a couple of years later for his new show, Star Trek. Her role of Lieutenant Uhura, the ship's communications op- officer, also gave her, and uh, she almost gave it up after the first season. Towards the end of the first season of Star Trek, Nichols was given the opportunity to take a role on Broadway. Now, she preferred the stage to the television studio, so she decided to take the role. Nichols went to Gene Roddenberry's office, told him that she planned to leave, and handed him her resignation letter. Roddenberry tried to convince Nichols to stay, but to no avail. So she took. So he told her to take the weekend off, and if she still felt like that, she could leave, then he would give her her blessing. That weekend, Nichols attended a banquet that was being run by the NAACP, where she was informed that a fan really wanted to meet her. She said, quote, I thought it was a Trekkie, and so I said, sure. 
I looked across the room and whoever the fan was had to wait because there was Dr. Martin Luther King walking towards me with this big grin on his face. He reached out to meet me and said, yes, Ms. Nichols, I am your greatest fan. He said that Star Trek was the only show that he and his wife Coretta would allow their three little children to stay up and watch. She told King that her plans to leave the, about her plans to leave the show because she wanted to take a role that was, t- that was tied to Broadway. I never got to tell him why, because he said, you cannot, you cannot. For the first time on television, we will be seen as we should be seen every day, as intelligent, qual- quality, beautiful people who can sing, dance, and go to space for professors, lawyers. Dr. King Jr. went further, stating, if you leave, that door will be closed because your role is not a black role. It is not a female role. He can fill it with anybody, even an alien, unquote. Now, this response by Dr. King Jr. Uh, left Nichols speechless, allowing her to realize how important to the civil rights movement her role was. And the next day, she went back to Roddenberry's office to tell him that she would stay. Now, she would have one of TV's most famous moments with one of the first interracial kisses on American television. There had been a couple of interracial kisses on American television before. A year earlier, on Moving with Nancy, Sammy Davis Jr. kissed Nancy Sinatra on the cheek in what appeared to be a spontaneous gesture, but was in fact carefully planned. Now, the Uhura Kirk kiss in the episode Play of Stepchildren was likely the first televised white African-American lip-to-lip kiss. Now, her role in Star Trek would have a profound effect on generations of young fans, including future astronaut Mae Jameson and actress and comedian Whoopi Goldberg. After Star Trek was canceled in 1969, she still kept a part of the franchise, voicing Uhura in the Star Trek animated series, as well as appearing in all six of the original series movies, which would help flesh out the character. Michelle also had plenty of other roles, including Gargoyles, Batman, the animated series, Futurama, she appeared on The Simpsons, Sharknado 5, Heroes, and other shows and movies. Nichols uh, also released two albums, Down to Earth, which is a collection of standards she released in 1967 during the original run of Star Trek, and Out of This World, released in 1991, which is more rock-oriented and is themed around Star Trek and space exploration. Nicole uh, was married twice, divorced twi- married twice, divorced twice, and has one, had one son. In June of nineteen of twenty, in June of twenty fifteen, Nichols was diagnosed with a mild stroke, and a few days, a few years later, was diagnosed with dementia, which had caused her to retire from the convention circuit. In nineteen ninety two, she was awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for her contribution to television. In nineteen ninety nine, she was awarded the Golden Camara for a cult star Das Jarhundrachses, the English cult star of the century. In 2010, she would receive an honorary degree from Los Angeles Mission College and a Life Career Award from the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. In 2016, she was the first woman to receive to receive it. The award was presented as part of the 42nd Saturn Awards Ceremony, and, Nic- and she was also awarded the Inkpot Award in 2018. Nichelle Nichols passed away on July 31st. She was 89 years old. She was a she was a very nice woman. You know, I I met her with uh, my mother at uh, the last Star Trek convention they had in Wichita that that Creation Con put on. They put on during the the River Festival, which is really silly. But she was a very nice person. She was you know very nice to me and my me and my mother. You know, so you know it's kind of sad to lose her. Anyway. 
Uh, that brings us to the end of this edition. Now, please be sure to check us out on social media. We're on Twitter at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute to the show, check out the show notes, visit the T Public store, and so much more. Head on over to multiversetonight.com. If you're a subscriber, please be sure to share it with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe and uh, leave some feedback. Let me know how we're doing. Special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching this edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two weeks with more sci-fi and comic book news. Now please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. This podcast is part of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast network. Find out more about our other podcasts at popgoestheculture.com.